Bullshit. Donuts, bagels, lunches, dinners. It's the No BS Marketing Show. I'm Dave Mastovich, CEO of Mass Solutions, the world's only no bullshit marketing firm. You might think that this episode is about the food choices you'd see at a restaurant, but that's not the case. These crowd favorites are what pharmaceutical companies have historically used to influence physician behavior. Though we can all be suckers for free food from time to time, clients, friends, and colleagues know my stance on this issue. Buying someone food is still not marketing. I say still because I've ranted about this for a long time and pushed for change because buying food to influence healthcare decision makers pretty much borders on bribery and it's giving junk food a whole new meaning. The entire marketing profession is tainted because some industries focus more on taking food to prospects than on finding out how to solve their problems or meet their needs. I realize pharmaceutical reps do more than buy food. However, the, quote, other stuff they do is not being noticed nearly as much as the food purchases. And some of the marginal to weak pharmaceutical reps use the food delivery as too much of a crutch. But it's certainly not limited to pharmaceutical companies. You can find food buyers, deliverers, disguising themselves as marketing representatives for rehab companies, home health, hospice, senior living organizations, the list of healthcare entities buying food and thinking it's marketing could go on and on. But let's stick with how it impacts physicians for a bit. The open payments website created under the Affordable Care Act requires that physicians report transactions that are $10 or more as well as items that are under $10 if the yearly total exceeds $100. This means that free lunches and free samples must be reported, and this has led to half a million physicians and more than 100,000 other healthcare providers to be listed on the site. Staggering. While those numbers are staggering, it doesn't compare to the fact that meals from drug reps were reported by 96% of providers who are listed on the site. While some physicians vehemently deny that a free meal or gift could persuade their decision, there are physicians who do believe in the persuasive power of these niceties. In fact, here's a quote from a Medscape article where one public health physician said, quote, I'm sad to read comments from so many docs who don't believe they're influenced by drug rep perks, even small gift like pens. These are not conscious decisions we make. Encounters with drug reps and the perks they offer, even pens, maybe especially pens because you might use them frequently, get their names into our heads subconsciously and we develop the biases unintentionally. That's from a public health doctor interviewed in a Medscape article. Now, you still might be thinking to yourself, would a free meal really influence a doctor's behavior? Well, a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association shows that it actually does. In their study, they found that free food can influence a doctor's 
prescribing habits. Just one meal provided by a drug company can boost the likelihood of the doctor prescribing the company's drug by as much as 118%. Just one meal provided by a drug company can boost the likelihood of the doctor prescribing the company's drug by as much as 118%. What makes this even more perplexing is that these sponsored meals are typically valued at under 20 bucks. So that means for $20 or less, companies can seemingly double the likelihood of their drug being prescribed. As you can probably gather, I'm going to have to hit the button. That's bullshit. And locally, UPMC Health System realized this and instituted ethical guidelines with respect to marketing to physicians that imposed restrictions on consulting relationships and banned gifts from industry representatives. This was a bold move because, in my opinion, the old adage of the way to a person's heart is through their stomach should never apply to that of a physician. That's enough talk about food because it wouldn't be the No BS Marketing Show if we didn't focus on the marketing aspect of this topic and how it can help you to improve as a marketer, a senior leader, an owner, entrepreneur, CEO, CFO, COO. Here are six steps to help you do No BS Marketing instead of just buying someone food. Number one, understand that sales, marketing, marketing sales are two separate yet equally important functions. I mentioned the reference to the Law & Order show at the beginning, two separate yet equally important groups. That's what these two are. Don't combine these two into one and say, she handles our sales and marketing because that's bullshit because the mindsets and skill sets of those from each of the two separate yet equally important functions are completely different. As a leader, you can't manage and motivate them the same way and they won't be able to do the same type of work and get the same type of results. So blending them is one of the eight reasons companies become BS marketers. Number two, real marketing leverages both the art and science of marketing to reach and influence key target audiences. Focusing too much on the creative stuff leads to ambiguity while leaning solely on analytics misses the emotional aspect of human behavior. And that's what we buy from. We buy on emotion. So leverage both the art and science of marketing to maximize your return on investment. Next, clearly define your target audiences by segmenting based on how they buy, what they want to need, and what they're comfortable paying. The real drill down of segmentation is eye-opening because you're leaving money on the table. I'm going to tell you that right now. I can say it and it's not bullshit. With a 99% certainty, your company is leaving money on the table because you haven't done the real drill down because True market segmentation not only tells you who your ideal customers currently are, it tells you who they should be. It tells you who's buying and why and who's not buying and why not. It tells you what price your customers are willing to pay for different services because segmentation is directly tied to pricing because in each buying situation we have a different mindset. Think about it. When you're at a concert, you pay five times as much for a bottle of water as you do when you get it at a store. So the real drill down and clearly defining your target audiences is a game chamber. Remember that who you market to is different from who you sell to. Your own employees impact current 
and potential customers. So treat them the way you do any other customer target market segment. Employees are one of the most neglected target audiences out there. You need to build a campaign and messaging and cultural messaging around them. We call it B2E, business to employees. Number five, find out what customers and prospects really think by leveraging marketing intel. I mentioned a little bit earlier during the segmentation, but ask open-ended questions, then shut up and listen. Then make sure to act on what you learn and follow up to let everyone that you talk to know that you listened. And number six, focus on one big idea or major takeaway from each meeting. And I don't mean asking what they want to eat for lunch. So the next time someone asks you who's buying lunch at the office, let's hope it's not a pharmaceutical company or someone calling themselves a marketing representative when really they're just a food buyer and deliverer. Thanks for listening to this episode of the No BS Marketing Show recorded in our studios in bold, beautiful downtown Pittsburgh. Sign up for your weekly No BS Marketing Fix by going to MassSolutions.biz. And remember, ask yourself, what's the big idea? And build your story around the answer. It's all about bold solutions, no BS.